All right, here we go. We are back in the TM3 studios. I am here. Listen, the guest today, you are definitely going to want to make sure that you download this podcast. Uh, Gabe and I were super fired up about our guest today, but I want to tell you about our sponsors. TM3 Impact is brought to you by Luxury Home Magazine and Spanish Grove Academy, the number one Spanish immersion school for pre-K NSA. So we're super excited to have Mayor Ron Nuremberg on TM3 Impact. Ron, glad to have you here. Great to be here, Tomas. Yes, sir. Listen, we are pumped, and we always start out TM3 Impact. Here's the, this is the way we started out. We want to know your essay story. How did you get to this amazing city? Yeah. Cliff Note version, tell us how did you come to live in this amazing city? Yeah, well, I'm the... Uh First of all, thanks again for having me. Um, I am the son of immigrants from uh, Eastern Europe on my father's side and uh, Southeast Asia on my mother's side. Uh, the family settled in Boston through Ellis Island. Um, and I was born in Boston, as was uh, all of my family. And my father's job moved us to Austin, Texas when I was three years old. Grew up there, went to high school there, was going to go back to the East Coast for college, and then my, my father convinced me to come down to San Antonio to check out Trinity University. And, um, you know, I'd been to San Antonio before. I didn't imagine myself being here, but I went to Trinity University uh, and fell in love with the city unexpectedly within four years. Went away for a couple of years for graduate school, met my wife, and we decided there's no place else we'd want to be than San Antonio, and we've been here ever since. That's fantastic. Okay, so I, this is real. I, I did not know that part of your story about Boston. I did not know that. So go back. So I guess middle school, high school, was that in Austin, Texas? Yes. Okay, yeah. so I want to know, I, I always love asking, middle school Ron, tell me about middle school Ron, something that nobody knows. Tell me about that guy in middle school. So middle school being, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth yeah. grade, those were very awkward years for, for me. Um, you know, I, I was a pretty typical kid dreaming of becoming a, a, a major league baseball player, but having no skill to get there. So I, I really threw myself into music and uh, in band and I okay. became a pretty darn good trombone player uh, in really? middle school. And so that was that was my existence. I I. Uh, I loved playing music, and, and that's where I retreated, and, and that's really what got me through middle school, I think. I, now, see, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So you played trombone in yeah. middle school. Yeah. Did the whole band, or you know, you, did you do marching? Did they have that at that point in middle school? In high school, we did. Yeah. You did high school. Yeah. Okay, so I'm imagining, Ron, now, at this point, was the bodybuilding already starting to factor into this at no, all? No, no, not at all. In not fact, at all. Yeah, not okay. not until really until high school did I, you know, figure out that you know I want to I want to get a little bit you know I, I don't want to be so awkward and skinny. Yeah. Uh, so I, I dabbled in weights a little bit in high school, but okay. it wasn't really until college that I I, I got into it. You got into yeah. it. Okay. All right. So so it, was there any musical inspiration? Oh wait, I love this photo. This is a great photo. I love this photo. So this was taken. Uh, this was right after I, I guess you became mayor. This was pretty close, right? Right after yeah, you became mayor at seventeen. My, my I think my first workout after winning the election. I was I was I looking for a little mental relief. I didn't get it there, but I love it. Okay, so so I'm I'm interested. What was the inspiration? Because most people they probably don't know. 
the athletic ability, the bodybuilding side. What was the inspiration for you to even like get to this point to where, I mean, because if anybody saw you yeah. like in your muscle shirt, right, they're going to be like, you've got to be the strongest mayor in the like in the world, right? I mean, I don't right. I don't know if there's anybody stronger than you. Well, if there's a competition, I'd enter it. <laughs> <laughs> so we need okay. This is what we need to do. We need to have a petition for strongest mayor in the world. I think we need to do this. I'm I, on the down down slope though. That's okay. Tomorrow, so, so I don't want to. That's bring we're up about the same age. I think I think we need to just set this up. I think <laughs> this would be fantastic because I know you got it one between all anybody in Texas. It's done. I yeah, mean, we've got this. We got sure. this locked up. <laughs> so where was the inspiration for this? Well, you know, growing up, middle school is, is the right place to, to um, think about because, you know, I, I grew up just like any other boy, feeling awkward, uh, pretty skinny. And, uh, you know, I, I remember sitting up one night after, because I used to love watching Saturday Night Live, you know, middle, okay. uh, late 80s, early yeah. 90s, the best Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Right after Saturday Night Live, uh, every week would come on American Gladiators. And I uh, became a big fan of the show, uh, a couple of the characters there. And uh, I thought, wow, I need to, they're pretty cool, you know? And I grew up watching Arnold movies and everything, so I, I asked my dad to buy me a weight set. And so I tooled on that. And Was it middle school that he got the weight set or uh, high school? High school. High school, high school. got it, okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of threw myself into that. And actually, that was about the time where, where I started doing more of that and less of the, less of the trombone and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, I taught myself how to lift and, and did everything wrong. And so I got burned out pretty quick and, uh, you know, knew how to do it, but, you know, didn't do it right. And I got a bunch of injuries and all that. And so it wasn't until I graduated uh, high school and I was still really, really skinny. In fact, underweight uh, that I decided uh, I'm going to go see a trainer. I'm going to ask somebody to show me how to do this. Okay. right, Teach me how to eat. Uh, I just wanted to look normal because I was really skinny. Okay. And so um, got into it, and he taught me how to do it, and I just uh, I'm very self-disciplined, and so I, I did it like a religion. You know, I, every day I, I did it by the book and slowly but surely started seeing results and did that all the way through college. Okay. Uh, the interesting part, though, is in graduate school, I, you know, I went to graduate school to study communications, and I did, and I got involved in policy work. And, and, um, but I went there to um, study journalism, which okay. kind of morphed into sports journalism, oh. which eventually morphed into cultural studies. And we had to do a thesis, you know, a master's thesis. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm having a good time. It, this, this whole gym culture is pretty interesting, so I, I thought I'd make a study out of it. Oh, interesting. And write a thesis about it. And there was a, a, a growing bodybuilding subculture there. And so I decided to do a, an autoethnography of bodybuilders. Wow. And the way autoethnography works is the author becomes also the subject. Uh, so I studied the way people formulated their identities around this sport. And so in, in the course of my studies, I had to actually become a bodybuilder. And um, I did it. I, I competed. And I found out very quickly the people who I studied were, were addicted to the sport. Mm. And I became addicted, too. And so for the next 10 years, I did bodybuilding and then powerlifting, Highland Games. I did some strongman uh, competitions. And, you know, I'm, I'm now no longer competitive. Yeah. In fact, I've lost a little weight since my, my peak competitive days. 
Um, but you know, it's still with you. It, it's it, you know, the, there's a body chemistry that that really needs to the physical aspects, and and so it's very much a part of my life. Yeah. Okay. So, I, again, I I don't know very many people know this in San Antonio. You, you're competing in strongman, competing. Yeah. So I'm just, I mean, just go back. You know, what was one of the, during that time? I would imagine, as you say, you were in it. I mean, yeah. this was your life. I yeah. mean, because meal prep is is oh, huge yeah. right like the discipline to work out you're working out how many how many times a week you know uh in pre-contest it's two a day so you know sometimes up to uh 12 14 times a week or 14 times a week yeah. wow and it's split workouts so you're not there all day but you know an hour and then an hour and and then you know when you're pre-competition for bodybuilding you're also doing one or two hours of um posing routine and all that stuff so, right yeah so a 30-year day is is um you know preparing to or working out or coming down from a workout and the, a 30-year day is doing meals or meal prep or eating and then a third of the day is sleeping <laughs> wow know, it's, really, it's a fully involved lifestyle that's intense yeah. so what do you think i mean as you look back on that now because we're again we're around the same age we're we're, yeah. we're 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 i would say you're close to the 40 range right you're in that ballpark right i'm 40 uh, i'll be 42 in a couple okay. of months so. yeah so we're right yeah. around we're right around the same age i'm 43 and so now as a 42 you're looking back on that what were some of the key like what do you take away from that as a 42 year old you're looking back on your life back then what do you take away from that? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't change it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also pretty driven and I've got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder in competition because I've never been, you know, I've, I've never been the guy that said, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to win all the <laughs> contests. You yeah. know, I, I've never been really physically gifted in, in sports. Uh, so I always competed with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder naturally, you know. Okay. Uh, so I, I was very much anti, um, you know, doping and things like that. So when I'd enter in competitions, uh, you know, in powerlifting, uh, especially, I would do it without gear. I wouldn't do it with, uh, you know, all the aids and stuff. So um, for me, it was about uh, finding, uh, you know, kind of an inner drive, a willpower, mm -hmm. uh, a self-discipline. Um, but it also, you know, in terms of the physical life, yeah. Uh, it's I've, I've become convinced and and read all of the you know the studies and and really dove into this as a student mm. that a healthy mind body and spirit balance is essential for getting the most out of life and and so that's a philosophy I still carry yeah. uh, I'm still physically active um, you know can't do a whole lot uh, I mean I can't do as much as I used to just yeah. because you know the body starts to break down yeah especially at that level um, but, but it's still very much a part of me. In fact, in, in my work now, uh, I, you know, I warn people at the end of the week, if I haven't gotten, you know, if they haven't scheduled workout time for me, they got to carve out some things because you, know, you just can't function at a hundred percent and your mood changes. Uh, you, you, you don't operate at peak capacity if you don't at least have some kind of physical outlet. It's so true. Yeah. So then, so now what, what is, what is the outlet now? If it's not bodybuilding, yeah. I mean, is it still, there's like a weight, is there a cardio? So what is, what would that look like a workout for you now today? Yeah, I'm, I'm still doing high intensity, you know, weight, weight training. Um, you know, the, the, the high part is, is a little less than it used to be, but, yeah. um, yeah, I'm still very much attuned to high intensity training, weight, weight training. Okay. I do a little bit of cardio, um, okay. 
you know, every once in a while, somebody will convince me to do something stupid like a CrossFit routine or a 5K, <laughs> and I try to hang with that because right. I'm competitive, but uh, it's mostly weight training. Okay, got it. All right, so that everybody wants to know. Here's the deal. Everybody wants to know. So what, like peak, what were you benching, right? Yeah. Like what could you throw up, and then what can you do now? Like what, do you, what could you bench now? Oh, gosh. It's, it's embarrassing. It's not very impressive, yeah. um, you know, because when you go into a powerlifting competition yeah. and these guys are throwing up, you know, 600 pounds on the bench, yeah. they're doing it with with shirts designed to put up a lot of weight, uh, uh, yes. some time, triple plies, double ply shirts. I never got good at wearing that stuff, okay. um, and I never really wanted to rely on it, so I did everything, you know, kind of naturally. Yep. yep. Um, so my... my I think my peak bench um, in competition was uh, about 340. Wow. Uh, not, you know, not great. I also am, am, um, I have long arms, which yeah. is not, not good for benching, but it's great for deadlifting. So my, yeah. my deadlift was uh, 600 in, oh, in competition. And my squat, same thing, long, longer legs. So um, it was 450-something, but again, wow. without, any, without any age. Yeah. yeah. That's so it, awesome. I mean, but again, it's amateur level. So this yeah. isn't professional competition. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, you know, certainly totals that I'm I'm pleased with. Uh, yeah. You know, during the course of my training. That's cool. And I and, and and you know, look, discipline is one of those things, right? Like, when you can create discipline in your life at that level, yeah. it crosses over. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So, so think about that, that idea of the discipline of what you were able to do with your body and that crossing over to your life today. Uh, it does it, everywhere. Um, it also helps moderate your, your, um, you know, your, your emotional response to things, you know, and I live, I, I work, I live in a very high stress environment. Uh, you know, being the mayor of the seventh largest city uh, is is a pretty intense uh, position. So, you know, there's there's always things that if you let it will get under your skin. There are people that are constantly trying to get under your skin, but uh, being able to manage and having a, a temperament to uh, manage all of the the challenges and controversies of a, of any, any given day, that's helped uh, quite a bit by having a, 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 you know, physically active lifestyle. The other thing is um, there's nothing harder but more satisfying than changing, uh, deliberately changing the human body, um, your body, um, you know, whether it's you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to sculpt a particular muscle group, whether you're, um, you know, trying to, you know, condition yourself, uh, discipline, uh, it's really almost a mathematical formula. If you follow a certain routine and you put your body through certain stresses, you add mm -hmm. it, you know, the proper inputs, you get the right outputs. And so it's really just a matter of sticking to it. That being said, it's very grueling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a test of your, um, you know, your, it's a test of your constitution. It's a test of your character uh, every single day, but it's, um, it's, it, you know, it's instant feedback and it stays with you all day long. That's right. That's right. So, okay. So you get here and, and first of all, I, I just want to say a shout out to your dad and your mom. Can we for, get that picture off? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we just need the guns up there a little bit longer, <laughs> but I, I just want to give a shout out to your mom and dad for, for 
telling you that, hey, you need to think about Trinity, right? Because uh, we would have missed out on, on having you in our amazing city. So thanks to your mom and dad for, for even putting that in your mind. So let's talk about Trinity. So the, the idea- I would have missed out too, but thank you. Right, right. Like, so, so Trinity, you get to Trinity and you just start embracing this city and talk a little bit about that as you come to the city and you're, 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 you're at this school, which is an amazing school. And I'm glad we have that university here. So talk about that when you came to yeah. Trinity and you were in San Antonio. So I grew up in the shadow of UT Austin. And so the university experience in Austin is just, it just crushes the entire city. It's all, it is the city. Um, but you know, I grew up late, late eighties, the movie dead poet society came out a little bit after that, the movie Rudy came out. So when I was growing up thinking about college, that was the image in my head. I wanted that kind of institution, the, the, you know, the, the classic liberal arts institution that is written about to this very day and, and romanticized. Um, I didn't really find that at UT Austin. In fact, I wanted to get out of Austin. I needed to leave home. Mm. Um, uh, to get, you know, new scenery. I thought my life was going to go back to the East Coast because I also love Boston. Um, but my father, again, convinced me we had been down to Trinity once or twice before for different events and uh, convinced me, come down, Trinity, see what you think. You know, you might, you might see the same kind of atmosphere but save a whole lot of money, uh, probably have way better faculty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I came down for one day for an orientation, just a perspective day. And, you know, the, the moment I stepped foot on the campus and we was really looking at myself being there, I, you know, I said, this is the place. And so I enrolled, um, thankfully. The, I think the enrollment criteria were a lot easier back then. Yeah, <laughs> they are yeah. Now. Um, but uh, I enrolled and didn't expect to fall in love with the city as well. Yeah. Uh, but within four years, I, you know, I, I was on a journalism track. My dream was to be the beat writer for the Red Sox, so I studied journalism. Okay. So I, I got on a journalism track. I got really uh, out into the community because of I was a journalist, and I just fell in love with it. And yeah. the time I was here in the mid-'90s as a student, it was also the time that the city was beginning to transform. You know, Mayor Howard Peake was mayor, and he started emphasizing, you know, urban revitalization, green space, a healthy balance between, you know, the environment and, and the developed uh, part of the city. And so things were beginning to become a major metropolitan area to what we're seeing today. So uh, it was awesome, and yeah. I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah. And, and so, but, but that's, you didn't meet your wife at Trinity, right? No. That was a graduate school. No, but funny story. Yeah. So I was a student journalist. One of my beats was the women's lacrosse team. So I, okay. I had to cover the women's lacrosse team. And I remember one, one game we hosted, it was a, it was kind of a exhibition match because we were, we were playing the club team from UT, okay. UT Austin. And I was sitting there in the stands and we're just going to cover this women's lacrosse game. And the women, uh, the Trinity women, got trounced. They got, they got crushed. Yeah. By the by the UT Austin, the Longhorn right. Club women's right. lacrosse team. Right. Uh, well, so I go to graduate school um, a few years later, and um, I was set up with uh, this woman for to be my mentor because she was the only other one from Texas, okay. and it was Erica. Okay. And we hit it off. That's another story, but. Anyway, come to find out, she was on the women's lacrosse team at UT Austin and happened to be playing that game. That game. Yeah, we never, we didn't, we never met each other until about four years later, but we, she was on the field when I was covering the game. And I, got, I, got, I caught hell for that game because, you know, I, I, I was 
you know, reporting the facts that my, my team, the Trinity Tigers, got destroyed. Right, right, right. They, and I got all these dirty looks when I went to yeah. the, the cafeteria. You're like, the you couldn't day. say anything positive? No. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I covered the men, too, and they got killed. So. I bet. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, it's UT. I mean, hello. I mean, yeah. I would imagine the level of athlete, it's yeah. just a little different. Yeah, but er, Erica was raised in the Valley. She actually grew up a migrant worker. She was the first in her, her family to go to college. She went to UT Austin. Um, she was a year ahead of me in school. She went to uh, this great communication program. Annenberg is the best communication school for what we're studying in the world. And so, you know, everybody that goes, if they get that letter, they're going. Yeah. And um, so I was about to enroll at the University of New Mexico. In fact, I had, I had my life set out in my mind. I was going to go pitch a tent in the middle of the Arizona desert and go and become a graduate school that you read about that has... Uh, you know, in, no interest in the real world, yeah. just is, is, is studying their their field. Yeah. Um, but I got the letter from Annenberg. My, my advisor had told me, you know, I just want to see how far you're going to get in this application process. I didn't even know what Annenberg, Annenberg was, yeah. but I got the letter. And so as soon as I, I got it, uh, they said, come to campus a week later because we want you, know, we want you, to, you to see the campus okay. uh, to see if you'd like to enroll here. And so I went, I dropped everything. In fact, that was the week I was supposed to go to University of New Mexico, but Annenberg called, so I dropped everything, went up there, and that's where I met Erica, and, and the rest is history. <laughs> wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So was she, she was the mentor that was walking you around? Yeah. Is yeah. that right? She, yeah, they, they kind of paired us up. Um, in fact, well, actually, she was. I was only one of two prospective students to show up that day because they had given us show, so sh such short notice but i had a trip scheduled already so i just moved it yeah um but yeah she was assigned to walk me around and convince me that i'm supposed to come to, to annenberg i didn't need any convincing that's right 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 you're like yeah. wait you're my mentor okay where do yeah. i go <laughs> yeah. and so they they took all they just had the the prospective students kind of follow all the yeah. graduate students we went to, students we went to uh, a, a dinner in downtown philadelphia with all the faculty, and I was blown away because here are all these faculty members uh, eating and, and drinking wine with their students. It was unbelievable. And so all the students left the dinner after that, and we went to a party yeah. uh, and, and you know did intellectual things. Yes. Uh, and just that was it. I walked her uh, to a cab um, because it's in the middle of Philadelphia in yeah. late 90s. It wasn't exactly the safest place to be. So I walked her a cab to make sure she could get home okay. And um, the story goes, and it's, and it's true, because I remember it like it was yesterday. I, you know, I give her a friendly hug. Yeah. And actually, no, I walked her to her apartment, and I called a cab, I, hailed a cab. Yeah. And uh, I gave her a hug. She went inside, and then I get into the cab. And then, as soon as I sit down, the cab driver says, nice girl, are you going to marry her? <laughs> Is that right? And without thinking, I said, yeah, I think I am. Wow. Uh, that was the night I met her. So. You knew. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if m my frontal lobe knew, yeah. but yeah. Uh, my conscience knew. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then it happened. The subconscious yeah. is powerful. Yeah. It knows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how long until from that point to where you were married? Uh, so I, so that was the, in April, yeah. I didn't actually arrive to campus as a student until, you know, September, August, yeah. September. I spent the next three months kind of, um, just having fun. And, uh, she was dating somebody, I was dating, um, somebody and very casually, yeah. but all the while she knew I was kind of 
chasing her for a date, and she would, she was not entertaining that at all. Oh, that- <laughs> uh, but you know, I was kind of unrelenting and and just kind of kept asking and and bugging her and all that stuff. Just you know, let's go out and. Uh, at any rate, she finally gave in in December of that year, uh, I think just because she thought it was amusing, but she made me sign a, a, a contract that she would only agree to go out with me if I cut my hair, because I had shoulder-length hair. It was my rock and roll days. That's oh, another story. I, I wish I saw the picture, by the way. I saw the picture. I was going to put it up there, but I said, you know what? We don't need to. We don't need to put that picture, but that's a great picture. <laughs> Yeah, I was playing in some rock and roll bands. Um, I love you know, it. During, before I really got into competitive weightlifting, I yes. was in rock and roll. So how long um, are we talking, Ron? Like, how long are we talking? It was shoulder length. Shoulder length, yeah. okay. Yeah, Ponytail? Pretty, pretty you could throw it in the No, it was just kind of a mop. Ah, but, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, so um, she said she would, she would finally go out with me if I wrote a contract and said I was going to cut my hair. So um, oh. she, she thought it was going to, like, finally get me to go away yeah. but i showed up to class one day <laughs> i handed her the contract and i had my oh my, my uh, goodness my haircut. yeah so you you just said I'm, I'm all in yeah i'm gonna cut my hair yeah of course wow back. i love it it grows <laughs> i love it that's a great story yeah. that's a great story i still have a lock in a frame in my house of that hair all right i gotta see this yeah. i gotta yeah, see this to that's fantastic that. <laughs> that's awesome okay so you cut your hair you're yeah. all in you guys get what year did you get married we got married in 2001 so yeah. we, we dated and she moved back to san antonio got a job with lionel sofa because she was one year ahead of me but we you know i was still finishing up at in philadelphia so we waited that year till i graduated and then got married july of 2001 that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. We got a great picture of your family that we, we're going to put up here. And, and here's the thing. I, I, you know, I can tell you uh, from experience, like, um, you know, like I outkicked my coverage when I got married. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I know your wife, and I know I you outkicked your coverage, okay? <laughs> yeah. Your wife, Erica, yeah. is Awesome. Yeah, and her you. speech last year uh, uh, at the uh, Hispanic uh, Chamber Gala, yeah. I mean, she goes toe-to-toe with you. I mean, she oh, is no, she, fantastic. She, if, she ran, if she ran against me, she'd kick my ass. She would. Pardon, I mean, pardon my friends. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. she, your wife is amazing. So how do you guys, she's an exec at HEB, mm-hmm. how do you guys balance this life? You're the mayor of the seventh largest city. Yeah. You have an amazing son, Jonah, who is, I mean, one cool kid. You Thanks. guys have done an amazing job. I, I'm, how do you do this? So thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, I did outkick my coverage, uh, punched above my weight, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and thank you for mentioning Jonah, too. Jonah is our uh, lodestar. Um, you know, he's one of the most compassionate human beings I've ever, uh, I've ever encountered. And maybe if I had a little bit to do with that, that's great. Um, so I describe it as a no-huddle offense. You know, we're both okay. working professionals. Um, thankfully, you know, I, I met what I said. Erica is a rock star, yeah. um, but uh, she has no patience for politics, which helps me keep my feet firmly on the ground. So she um, is is a loving wife, but she's also an incredible advisor to me. Um, and you know, we just we just figure it out. Uh, you know, we, we try to split uh, who's going to you know, pick up Jonah, who, who's taking Jonah in that day. Jonah's, um, you know, a pretty cool cat. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't fuss about, you know, well, I forgot my something in the, in, 
the car or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, we, we just, we just figure it out on a daily basis and, and he's a pretty active uh, kid too. So he's in sports and, and we just somehow amidst the chaos, we find a little bit of order. I love it. I love the no huddle offense <laughs> yeah, analogy. This, so taking it to sports, yeah. you're 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 an East Coast guy. I oh, mean, or yeah. or so I I I mean I'm gonna assume who you're but going I'm a for the Super Bowl. Spurs fan. Okay, okay. love that. Yeah. Yes, love that. But who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? We got Do Super Bowl this ask? weekend. <laughs> I have to ask. Come on. Um, so I got to put I, you on the spot. Who I've you got? Been, I've been rooting for the Patriots since I was born. I love uh, it. I still have the Barry the Bears shirt where we got crushed. Uh, 46 to three in, in, I think it was 46 to three, 46 to 10, maybe Yeah. in uh, Super Bowl 20. Okay. But, uh, you know, my world changed when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004 and the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2001, 2002. Yeah. Uh, but I am rooting for the Patriots, yeah, and they are going it. to beat the Rams, beat L.A. two I times love this it. year. Yeah. I love it. And you know what? It, the, the, the interesting thing about this is that, I mean, Tom Brady – you talk about discipline, just the mindset. Uh, what an amazing quarterback and a great story. He's doing it at 40. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I think he's actually older than that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great story because that's a, a great example of somebody through discipline and a hard work is able to accomplish the, the, the pinnacle of, of achievements in his career. Will be known as the greatest quarterback of all time, if not the greatest football player of all time but here's a guy who who was uh, undrafted or was yeah. drafted in the seventh it's, round yeah late pick uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no one thought he would make a roster in in college uh, let alone be you know be on a, a pro roster uh, a slight kid you know um, you know he was tall but you know if you pointed him out as the physical specimen of NFL football players he'd be you know he would not even uh, be noticed but um, you know, discipline, hard work, smarts, um, and a relenting uh, drive to be the best yeah. is what made him the best. Yeah. And, and it's he, impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. Well, I have to tell you, so my son and I talked about this, and, and he's rooting for the Patriots. He yeah. is all in. He is so fired up. And he did have one fun question for you. Enzo, yeah. you know, it's funny when we walk to the airport and you know how they have, hey, it's Ron, uh, Mayor Ron Nuremberg and they have that little announcement. <laughs> Enzo's little, he, he goes, hey, Ron Nuremberg, that's my friend. <laughs> like, that's his deal. Like, he loves it. He's a cool but dude. Tell him I said hi. I will. I will. And uh, so he had a question. He says, look, uh, and we were kind of talking. He goes, I want to know, um, is, is Ron Nuremberg, when it comes down, if he wanted to cheat for 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 breakfast is he fruity pebbles or captain crunch oh captain crunch all yeah. day yeah oh that was like quick yeah. <laughs> i love it i'm gonna i'm gonna sh i'm gonna show this to him i got one last question because i know we got to get you but out of here have, did, tell him i did have a bowl of cookie crisp last night for for just for a snack yeah Okay, yeah. uh, he will love that. You know what he's going to want to do, right? Yeah. He's going to want to try that cereal now. I'm oh, going to have to get Cookie to, Crisp. Yeah, it's like little chocolate chip cookies floating in your bowl. <laughs> Done. He's going to love that. All right, I'm a big fan of Tribe of Mentors, okay? It's a book by Tim Ferriss, and it's literally 11 questions that he asks people all over the world, and it's the same 11 questions, right? And this question, I, I thought, I know you're a reader because we talk a lot about books, right? The question that I, I have for you is what book have you given as a gift that has truly changed you and, and you've known like that, man, I know this will change other people. What book would that be for you, Ron? Uh, Siddhartha by Herman Hess. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a book I read in college. I, I really got into the, you know, the beat writers and the existential authors 
when I was in college and just devoured that stuff. But uh, Siddhartha is about uh, um, a man who has a family, uh, every, you know, a, a very normal but uh, comfortable life and decides to um, leave and go on a journey uh, to find uh, his center. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty inspiring work because there's an, there's an element of Siddhartha uh, to find enlightenment is what he mm. did, but uh, there's an element of Siddhartha that we struggle with that, you know, we're bound by our material, we're bound by um, the, the life that we live in our, in, our, in our bounds to other people, which are good, uh, but we're also con continuously um, struggling to achieve, you know, enlightenment, to figure it all out, to find meaning in life. And, you know, there's the, there is an existential question there, and that is at what length, you know, and, and at what cost will you uh, try to find that? And obviously people like us with families and careers and all that, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a daily battle, yeah. um, but, you know, it's a, it's a great work. I love it. Well, I'm going to have to get this book now. Yeah. I it's love an it. easy read for you, too. It's not too long. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I'm on it. Ron, I know we got to get you out of here. Listen, thank you. Thanks, I Ron. really appreciate you being on TM3 Impact. I appreciate what you're doing for the city of San Antonio. Thank you. And look forward to seeing you again throughout the city, my friend. And please thank say hello to your family. I will. Thank you so Likewise. much. Thanks a lot, Tomas. Great to see you. You too. Please.